Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast, hosted by the always smart-assed and brutally honest Shorky Sisters. Ripping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, two-time winning fitness champion, certified personal trainer, the first ever vegan world naturals bikini pro, author of Jacked on the Beanstalk, plant-based fuel for vegan athletes, and has an ass that's out of this world. Along for the ride is Sarah, her sister, a stay-at-home mom who drives a minivan, makes a mean fudge brownie, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and without regret, to unlock and share the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit, to boldly go where two very different but genetically similar minds probably shouldn't go. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and come along for the ride. Um, oh, hi, hi everybody. Uh, welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. It's Sarah. I'm, I'm the sidekick host. Sam should be back momentarily. She's uh, in the bathroom right now. Just kidding. <laughs> well, truthfully, I do hit the head every hour, or at least every two hours. But we're just jashing ya. Just setting ya. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. This is episode 12 and the second episode that we are attempting to record from the comfort of my own apartment. Uh, It's nice to know that last week's recording from home turned out to be quite the hit and we got to say cat mouth a billion times. Definitely the highlight for me. Today's episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast is an exciting one and it is one all about pooping. Dun, dun, dun. Fecal matters, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Sounds like a juicy one. Well, hopefully Ew. not too yeah. juicy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, folks, today's topic comes to us from one of our very own Jacked on the Beanstalk clients. Requested we talk about this hot topic, hot and <laughs> steamy topic, because apparently she, shout out to Andrea, is always talking about poop to everyone she knows. Oh, yeah, she must be popular. (laughs) (laughs) Odd, but nonetheless, it is an important subject and one that reveals, I would say, a lot of important info about our health and our lifestyle as well. So, uh, how are your poops there? Pretty good, Sam. Thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs) We all know that those of us who like our veggies have no issues in that department. Well, not necessarily. I would say, yes, it's true that we vegans do eat a lot more fibrous fruits and veggies typically than the average person who uh, is eating, you know, more processed foods or heavy on the animal meats. So that would entail healthier shits. But there are a lot of factors that do determine how satisfying your dumps are will be. That's anything from how hydrated you are to even your hormones. I'll be learning today. Yes, we will be. Before we start analyzing just how we make our own fudge brownies, let us first discuss what exactly is poop. In case anyone out there was confused. (laughs) What the hell just happened? 
Code Brown! Code Brown! I can already tell this episode is going to be a shitstorm of fun. So technically speaking, our excrement is actually made up of about 75% water. And the rest is made of dead bacteria that helped us to digest our food. Plus, you got some living bacteria in there, some protein, and some undigested food residue, a.k.a. all that fibery goodness. And then, of course, there is uh, the waste material, which would come from our food, our cellular linings, fats, salts, and whatever various substances that get released from our intestines, such as mucus, and what get released from uh, the liver as well. Yeah, suddenly our weekly post-recording vegan lunch at Pure Kitchen doesn't sound so appealing. Well, I actually love shitting, Sarah. <laughs> Let's try to keep the swear words out of this episode to keep it classy. I meant to say, I love greasing the bowl. <laughs> oh yeah, that's classy. But. Good one. I also pride myself on having healthy poops. So I'm sure some of our listeners have also seen that stool infographic floating around, <laughs> which describes and shows a picture of every kind of turd you might have and what that turd says about your overall health and your diet, of course. So Sarah, have you seen this little chart that I'm speaking of? It's called the Bristol stool chart. I know I've seen something like this. I can't actually verify whether it was the official Bristol stool chart, though. Let's pull it up, shall we? Or out, I should say. (laughs) We are now looking at this official poop chart, not to be confused with the one that also keeps popping up that uses various chocolate bars (laughs) to identify the health of your poop. Yeah, somehow I don't think the medical journals are behind the chocolate bar chart. True, but just for shits and giggles... Oh god, this is never ending. (laughs) Let's bring up both charts and let everybody know exactly what we're talking about here. Okay, so we are now looking at the Bristol stool chart and basically the most ideal poop that you can have is long and smooth... And even a little S-shaped. S-shaped for Sam and Sarah Shorky! (laughs) Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I believe it is described as a smooth, soft sausage or snake. Let's say soysage instead. Okay, yes, yeah. Uh, Or a Mars bar or three musketeers bar. Based on what I'm looking at, I, I think you're hoping for a Twix bar. When you're building a solid log cabin... (laughs) That's a new one. (laughs) Apparently, the most normal, ideal appearance would still be smooth and sausage-like, but with cracks on the surface. Yes, uh, like a Mars bar. My chocolate poop chart says Mars bar is actually the best, even better than a Twix. And then this second best normal poop is like a Cadbury flake bar. Damn it. Why aren't we referencing the same chocolate poop charts? (laughs) (laughs) It's the internet. (laughs) There's contradictory information out there for everything, everyone, even poop. So yeah, also in the normal range is soft blobs with clear cut edges. 
but be warned, you are lacking fiber. Yes, and that is actually headed towards the diarrhea zone, ladies and gentlemen. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Yes, you're treading in dangerous diarrhea waters at this point. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm seeing marshmallows or uh, Forrest Gump-style chocolate. Forrest Dump! Zing! (laughs) It's not just life that's like a box of chocolates. (laughs) Okay, we are having way too much fun on this episode, and uh, I'm sure we're making our parents very proud right now. (laughs) But let's cover the other two extreme worst shit scenarios. Oh, whoops, I swore again. Um, Well, we already have the warning up. True, and I'm sure Aaron will bleep them out. All right, so on one end... You're basically blowing mud, guys. So we're talking all liquid, no solid pieces whatsoever. And what I am seeing on the chocolate poop chart is a glass of chocolate milk. Wow. And I'm thinking newborn baby shit. Yes, and I think it's important to note that those of us who do eat a lot of fruits and veggies naturally will actually have looser poops than those who don't, but there's a big difference between what is classified as loose stools and full-on shitting through a screen door, (laughs) as our dad would say. Um, It's also very common to experience cramping and abdominal pain when you've got the dia, whereas I can honestly say I never experienced that being a fiber-filled vegan. And uh, doctors will say that when you've got the runs, chances are you're having more than five liquid dumps that day. But uh, five? Yeah, that's bringing me back to the uh, the colonoscopy prep. Well, <laughs> well, maybe this is too much info, but again, as a healthy vegan, I would definitely say it's not uncommon for me to crank an eight ball four <laughs> or five times per day. What about you? Well, I'm not laying cable that much every day, but uh, <laughs> it could be anywhere from one to three times. Sometimes it depends on what kind of Twix bar I dropped in the morning, though. <laughs> Well, apparently the normal range is about three times a day to once every three days. Wait. What? I consider that constipation. We'll get to that one next. But first, according to Dr. Google, the average person releases the chocolate hostage (laughs) approximately once per day only. And that is a poop that is about one ounce for every 12 pounds of your body weight. So that would mean a person who weighs about 160 is giving birth to a one pound food baby every day. I'm glad you did the math on that Mm. one. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but I think it's absolutely necessary for us to be shitting every day. Yeah. Once every three days is definitely not normal. If you ask me, poop is, after all, waste. And you need to get rid of that waste every day to ensure that you're properly removing the toxins that have accumulated in your body. Oh, and I plan to do a whole episode all about toxin accumulation in your body because that's something that I've recently been really interested in. I would say I know some very healthy vegans, myself included, depending on the day, who literally crap almost every time after we finish eating. And it's always a Twix bar, for the record. (laughs) 
Damn, that's one efficient digestive system. Keep in mind the so-called average person is probably consuming animal protein, which mm -hmm. I read can take up to three days to digest. So that might have something to do with the once every three days. And just like my t-shirt says, beef it's what's rotting in your colon. Back to my competing days, one of my good friends is not vegan, but she and I used to compete together in the same shows all the time. And at the very end of a prep, I remember she'd come over and say, oh, I'm just so constipated. It's been six or seven, one time eight days oh. since she had taken a crap and I was blown away like I was you know just as deprived and hungry as she was at the time but I was like eight days if I don't go in eight hours I'm thinking something's wrong with wow like all, all my love to her she's one of my best friends yes of course I'm a little bit biased because I'm vegan I would like to do a poop poll actually <laughs> uh so today it is uh 12.30 in the afternoon, and I've already gone twice. This is kind of a, a strange situation because I was actually at a family event yesterday, and it was kind of one of those, like, it was like a cheese and crackers and dairy dip kind of thing. So I basically, like, starved and, you know, <laughs> pounded crackers whenever I couldn't take it anymore. So, so yeah, the, uh, so you're the all system, bunged up. yes, yes, the system is not running as smoothly as usual. But hopefully the uh, the tofu scramble you gave me is going to get. And all that kale uh, yes. sautéed mm. in coconut oil. Slip and slide, baby. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I would. Stay tuned, listeners. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I would like to do a poop poll and have every one of our listeners leave in the comments on the show notes after we post this episode. Please tally up how many times you drop a bomb. Please include that in the comments. And I did count yesterday and it was five. Booyah! Oh, yeah. See, yesterday, yesterday was a, it was only a, a one-timer for me. What? Crazy. Yeah. All right. So, obviously, our eating habits play a huge role in how frequently or infrequently we are uh, stalking the lake with brown trout. <laughs> I'd say even more than our high uh, animal protein consumers. Um, and, yeah, it, it, regardless of how much protein you consume, it really comes down to how much fiber and water you're consuming that is most relevant in how often you're going to make a run to the toilet. So let's look at it this way. Food takes the scenic route through your colon and dietary fiber is what bulks up your poop. So basically your food takes the scenic route through your colon and it's dietary fiber that's bulking your poop up and keeping it soft and it's the water that solidifies it and makes it easy to pass through your digestive tract. So not enough fiber or water is obviously going to lead to less frequent rides on the porcelain bus, if you will, <laughs> or it could quite possibly lead to constipation. So the best way possible to stay regular is obviously going to be drink plenty of fluids, aka water, and eat a good 25 grams of soluble fiber every day, which you can easily get just through eating fruits, veggies, and whole grains. 
Yes, constipation, a.k.a. Maltesers, or milk dads, or <laughs> rabbit turds, as mom used to call them. <laughs> Actually, I remember when I was pregnant, I gained such compassion for people conflicted with constipation issues. Uh, I mean, it's one of the unpleasant symptoms of pregnancy, but it's actually for really good reason. It's so the food hangs around longer in your digestive tract, which gives your body extra time for the nutrients to be absorbed uh, into your bloodstream, allowing more time for them to reach the baby. Yeah, I can't even remember the last time I experienced what the Bristol stool chart refers to as hard to pass lumps. But freeing the turtles wasn't always so easy for you, was it, Sammy? You were always constipated as a kid. I used to suffer from brutal constipation Mm. as a kid, like literally to the point where our mom would bribe me with a loony, (laughs) which is a $1 coin for any non-Canadian listeners wondering what a loony is, eh? And yeah, my mom literally would sit on the edge of the bathtub whenever I'd I'd have the urge to go. And I'd be sitting on the toilet and she would coach me on how to get those shits out. And we would pretend that I was giving birth to a child now that we're talking about pregnancy poops. (laughs) And that my mom was like my my doula encouraging me. and, And I could still hear her voice. Push, Sammy. Push. Yes, that's it. Good girl. Push. Now you're reminding me of labor. (laughs) Maybe that's what prepared her for labor. She was a good coach. Yeah. And you know what? It is such a cute and sweet memory that I have now that I know all that I know about healthy eating and healthy pooping. I should honestly blame mom For those friggin' constipated years, because the common culprit, as I mentioned earlier, is a diet that's too heavy in processed foods and sweets and too light in fiber and not enough water, so... Well, wait a minute, that's not fair. I would have had the same diet, and when I was a kid, they referred to me as the happy shitter, since I would sing (laughs) at the top of my lungs while launching my ass rockets, as well as the fastest shitter in the West, since I'd be in and out of there and, like... Just a couple verses of whatever I was tune I was belting out. Well, and did you know that the average mammal poops? So these all species we're covering here. The average mammal poops in approximately twelve seconds, regardless wow. of the size of the poop. And if there's one thing I can say about my own tail growing practices, <laughs> particularly gross. <laughs> If there's one thing I can say, it's that I am in there and out of there so damn fast, you wouldn't even know whether I was peeing or crapping. That, that yeah, that is true. Unfortunately, I cannot say the same thing for my husband. What What is with men and reading on the toilet, by the way? It's because they're all full of shit. But yeah, I did want to talk a little bit about how, of course, exercise also plays a role in your bowel movements. Obviously, I'm going to promote the fact that skimping on exercise will definitely lead to less hot bomb dropping, whereas exercising on the regular 
increases muscle activity within your intestines too. Therefore, it gives your body's eject button like a boost, you know? So if you're experiencing any kind of constipation and you're drinking lots of water and eating a high fiber diet and still not as regular as you would like to be, try hitting the gym more often and getting all sweaty and see if that helps. Oh, and another super annoying yet very common thing that can definitely affect your uh, loaf pinching Ugh, for, that's my most hated one. For all you lucky ladies out there, guess what can definitely affect your loaf pinching? It is your period. And if you're a male listening to this episode right now, earmuffs. <laughs> so yeah, go take a walk, guys, or a crap, or sit on the toilet and read, whatever. Just distract yourselves while we now talk about period poops. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so this is something I have definitely noticed myself right before and at the very beginning of my period, and it is super common with a lot of women, so I know all you lady listeners out there are going to be like, yes, Sam, yes. But yeah, basically, because of all the changes that are going on and these circulating chemicals that occur during our menstrual cycles, one of the main hormones is called prostaglandin and prostaglandin basically triggers our uterus to expel waste much like i was explaining earlier i.e our uterine lining i.e our period and we get especially poopy around this time of the month because these excess hormones totally trigger our bowels to expel more waste too interesting and so some of us just produce more prostaglandin than others. So when our body releases so much of this hormone, it doesn't just target the uterus, it totally targets the GI tract as well. So fun fact, if you have super brutal cramps every month, chances are you're going to have really brutal period poops too. Look at that. 27 years of menstruation, and I never knew that. I just thought I was extra poopy. Yeah, no, I know, right? If you don't know, now you know. (laughs) All right, well, I think this episode feels a bit short, but I also feel like maybe that's a good thing, seeing as this episode has been kind of gross and ridiculous, and uh, we probably just lost all of our male listeners after the period poop spiel. Mm. But I guess the bottom line... And take away... Or give away. Zing. <laughs> All right, that was lame. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's be sure, everybody, your takeaway is to really balance your diet with a variety of fibrous fruits, veggies, and whole grains. And I promise you should, will have optimal poops. Oh, and probiotics are another good idea for anyone who's striving for that Twix bar but just can't grab it. Um, (laughs) I, uh, I actually wrote a blog post a couple of years ago about the importance of probiotics, especially for bodybuilders, because we tend to follow a higher protein diet. So something to keep in mind that not only is, um, protein difficult for our bodies to break down, but when we're eating more protein than we require, our bodies will actually convert most of those calories to sugar and then fat. And with the increased blood sugar levels, we might actually end up feeding bacteria and yeast, aka the bad kind of bacteria, such as candida. 
And when you're eating a lot of protein, digestion does slow, and then your body can sometimes struggle to perform all of its important digestive processes. So I've always believed that taking a probiotic supplement, and I always switch up the brand so that your body doesn't get used to the same uh, bacterial strain every time, but yeah, I've, I've always promoted every morning, big glass of lemon water with a probiotic and a digestive enzyme, and um, it will really help your body's eliminate eliminative processes. Yeah, it's it's just a great way. Have your body function that much more quickly and efficiently. And of course, will hopefully lead to better ass rockets. (sighs) I know I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but for optimal poops, let's all obviously try to steer away from all those processed foods. And of course, drink plenty of water to help open up those floodgates and get lots of exercise to help keep your personal plumbing running smoothly (laughs) so you can enjoy a Twix bar or three every day. Sounds like it's time for us to sing a song to conclude today's poop podcast. So what have you got? (laughs) Good luck. I don't even know how I came up with something even remotely, like, reasonable for this one. But, um... Yeah, I, I'm I'm going with another one. Bites the dust by Queen. Yeah, she did tell me ahead of time what which songs she was debating between, and what was the other one? Um, can't fight this feeling anymore. <laughs> All right. So um, again, for the poop bowl poll, I'd like to know how many times you guys are pooping. Please comment on the blog post, um, or tweet me, or hit me up on Instagram. Um, again. It's jackedonthebeanstalk.com where you can let us know or hit me up on Twitter at Samantha Shorky or at Sam Shorky on Insta. And without further ado, let us sing Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. Steve walks warily down the street with the brim pulled way down low. Ain't no sound but the sound of his feet. Machine guns ready to go. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? Out of the doorway, the bullets rip. To To the sound of the beat, yeah. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone, and another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Hey. I'm gonna gonna go go poop. Another one bites the dust. Hey, hey, hey! Yeah. All right. I think you succeeded, Sarah. That's it for this week, everybody. Please keep those topic ideas coming in so we have better ones to talk about than poop. No offense, Andrea. Thank you for your suggestion. And we don't have a review this week, guys, so we can't do an impression of anybody. So even if it's a one-star review, we'll probably still read it and give you a really bad voice. So keep those reviews coming in. Thanks for the support, everybody. We are the Shorty Sisters from Jack on the beanstalk out. Yeah.